0: Hi, my name is Jane Parrott. Part 2 of Coming from Broken Backgrounds. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I'm so glad to be here another time. God bless. I'm so glad that you can come and attend with me today or Part 2. Uh, because we need to know that there is healing for us after we have came from broken backgrounds, ways of life, things have holding us and have bound us, and things have written us in life to the place of some people are not even recognizable. They a girl you look like you 70 years old and you probably just what 23 because life has written people So I would like to come from some scriptures that will be dealing with healing so that we can get over and keep going. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. I would first like to come. And say a prayer. Dear Father, Lord Jesus, today. Come before you. Because we want to be right. We want to be ready. And we want to be whole. Lord, help us. Sometimes, Lord, we don't know what to do. Sometimes we don't know what to say. Things have swayed us in this life have hurt us have abused us but lord you said you are the healer and you come to heal that which is broken you said a broken and contrite spirit you will not despise you will not turn away lord we just ask you today to heal that which is broken You are the mender of broken hearts. And Lord, only you can mend. Take two pieces and begin to put it in the right perspective once more. Lord, we ask you to bless today as we come with these scriptures. Help these scriptures be a light to us, a light to our path, a light to our way. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Give it honor, praise, and glory. Thank you, in Jesus' name, Amen. Yes, so I I would like to be sharing some scriptures. I would like to come today from Psalms the thirty-fourth chapter, starting at the eighteenth verse, that the Lord is nigh. Listen, here we go. Unto them. That are of a broken heart and saveth. Wait a minute, hold on. Got that semicolon, which says pause. Our Lord, so we need to pause right there, and we gotta think about this. Who is he nigh unto? He is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. And then it says. And save it such as be of a contrite spirit. Amen. so letting us know that God is near. Word nigh comes from the word near. Nigh. Near. He is near. Unto them that are a broken heart. And then he's going to say he's going to save let be of a contrite spirit. So if you're all broken up. And sad. God will save you. He will be near you. And that's. That's something good. To really think about. And soak in. He will be near me? Really? Wow. Psalms 51. And 17. It says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. Hmm. A broken and contrite heart, oh God. Thou will not despise. Thou will not despise. Despise means hate. If you come in broken today, God don't hate you. Don't let nobody tell you, oh, you know what, girl, God hates you. God don't hate you. they the people in the world, yes. But Father God, He's not like that. He looks at it, it gets His attention. Say the sacrifices, it gets God's attention and broken spirit. And then He said, if even if it's broken and contrite. God will not. Turn it away. Amen. So you can look forward to that. If you're broken out there today. You can look forward to God. Not despising you. He won't hate you for that. He will not turn you away for that. Then Psalms 147 and 3 says. He healed the broke." in in heart and bindeth up their wounds is that good news it's like you took a, a, a wrap and wrapped it around somebody's cut which they call wound when a cut is pretty deep it's a wound Take something, like cloth, like they have the the ace bandits, and wrap, and wrap, and binding it up. That means tightening it, to bind means to tighten, to bind means to hold down, God is holding down. He's, He's continually holding down that wound, wounds, because sometimes we have more than one. Wounds can run very, very um, to the inner core of you, to the inside of your heart. Wounds, wounds are something that have been so hard. Things that have been so hard in life to um, overcome or to look over. Hard, those hard things. God said, I'm going to bind them. I'm gonna hold down this pain for you. Hallelujah! Don't worry. I'm wrapping it. I'm holding it down. I'm get. I'm. I'm. I'm getting it ready. I'm fixing it. Because when you go to the ER and you have a wound, what do they do? They examine it. Take you into the room first before you go into the, the, the other room. They examine it. see what's going on, then they see if if it's a a major wound, they would have to do surgery, then they would have to let you go into the other part of the facility where they um, take people in the room, and you sit there in the bed, and they begin to uh, administer painkiller, my Lord, thank you Jesus, painkiller, to the situation first because they can't stick a needle through it to leave you stitches if it's that deep unless they put painkiller first to make sure that they don't hit no certain nerve that's really going to cause you terrible, more terrible pain when God says he's binding it up he is he is, is, is administering painkiller and then which is his word his word is the painkiller his comfort is the painkiller hallelujah so he's binding up telling you all those good things that you need to know that that will start mending the healing process because healing is a process it does not heal overnight. Wounds do not heal overnight. My Lord. But when God said He healed the broken heart, heal it ETH, it is a continuation that we need healing. We need healing on a daily daily. We need healing. We wake up. We shut our eyes. We need healing. That's why God said, I heal it. I'm going to continually be there to heal you. Look to me. John 12 and 24 It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you Accept a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abided alone. But if it die, it bring it forth much fruit. So God's saying, you're going to bring forth much fruit. You, you know, you um, are like that corn of wheat. You, you, when it goes into the ground, it is in the dark you're in the dark all alone in the bottom of that ground in the darkness going through in your darkness but you know what it's okay God's saying but if you're going through your darkness it's okay because after a while what a seed does God is going to come fertilize that. He's going to put healing of his healing waters, which is his word. Jesus is the healing waters. And what he's going to do, he's going to put that water on that that light. He is the light. He's going to shine that light that, that that plant needs to come up, that corn. And then when time is coming up. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy. So weeping may endure for a night. A season. There's a season for a plant to begin to grow. Whatever a plant it is. You may be going through for a season. But you're going to come into the light. And when you come into the light. Then. Things will begin to change. Hallelujah. And you don't have to worry. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And lean not unto thy own understanding. But in all thy ways acknowledge him. When you acknowledge him, that's when the healing begins. The healing will start to come. But we need to acknowledge Him. And to acknowledge Him is to come to Him and recognize Him as being God. Lord, I recognize You as being God. I need You. I can't do this by myself. I'm going to trust that You're going to help me. I'm looking to you to help me and when we do that, God will begin to help us, but we have to acknowledge Him in all we do. Every step we make, every breath we take, we got to acknowledge Him in all we do and He shall direct our path. He shall direct where we should go. The direction we should go. Or what the next move we should do. But we have to acknowledge. Who he is. You are God. You are God alone. Hallelujah. Moving on. Hallelujah. Isaiah. The 57th chapter. And the 15th verse. For thus said. The high And lofty one that inhabited eternity, whose name is Holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, God is saying, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite one. God wants to revive you tonight. He wants to make you come back alive. You were dead. And then God wants to bring you back. Revive is to bring you back. Just like if, if somebody was um, on the hospital machine. And they was pumping pumping uh, air into people's chest trying to pump. They are trying to bring them back back, get their lungs pumping again and going, excuse me, so this is what God wants us to do, he's saying, be a humble spirit, if you have a humble spirit, if you are contrite and humble, I would like to also, read psalms 31 and 12 i am forgotten that's what david was talking as a dead man out of mind i am like a broken vessel david felt like he was forgotten and that he was out of his mind he was going crazy when you're out of your mind you're going crazy that's well, far as we know when you're going out of your mind you're going nuts i am like a broken vessel a vessel is like a certain type of pot that they used in the uh, in the days it's like a pot and it was somewhat made out of mortar something like that and They use it for different things. David felt like that. Like a broken vessel. That's pretty cracked up. He was pretty cracked. He was tricky cracked. Okay. He felt like he was going out of his mind. He was losing it. Okay. There's many times. We probably have felt that way, like we are out of our mind, like we're losing it, like we are all broken up and cracked up because of situations or because of maybe our past. And uh, we haven't got over it that much, but we're struggling and striving every day to overcome that was which we feel like we couldn't have it, not overcome. Sometimes even a thought of a person. Or maybe a picture. You might have a picture in the home. Of that person. Or maybe it was in your book. You left the picture. And you opened the book. And he said oh. It could have been a family member. It could have been a friend. It could have been uh, somebody close to you. Or somebody you just knew. You opened the book and you saw it. And you said oh. It's like. The drama started all over again. So sometimes it's best. Not to. intertwine With some thoughts. That cause pain. Because. The devil is about pain. He loves pain. And he loves affliction. So. Sometimes we just have to. Try to go on. We have to go on. Even though sometimes we feel like we don't want to. We have to. Because sometimes you can feel like you're losing it. If you feel like you can't go on. You feel like you're losing it. And we don't want to feel like we're losing it. We want to stay tight. Amen. I would like to go on to Matthew 5, 2-12. through And he opened his mouth and taught them saying, 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 8-10 For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia. This is Paul talking. That we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. They thought they was they were out. They, they didn't have no strength. They were oppressed. I mean, things were happening there. And they even felt the spirit of life. Like there was no hope. That's the, and people you get down to that sometime in life and feel like there's no hope. How am I going to conquer this? How am I going to get through this? I don't even know. But we got to keep the faith in God. That's the only way that we're going to make it out to the other side. There's no other way. Hallelujah. Paul said, I kept the faith. I finished my course. So he had to keep the faith to finish the course. Hallelujah. James 4 and 6, but he giveth more grace. Hallelujah. Oh, Wherefore he said, God resisted the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So if we humble ourselves, which means for us commit, submit, submitting ourselves to God, that is humble. Lord, I ain't nobody. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved anybody. I ain't nobody, Lord. I just want to be a humble servant. I just want to be a servant that gives all to you. That's submission. I just want to love you and be in your grace and your mercy. I just want to do the things that you would have me to do. I just just need your help. And then when we be humble like that, then God can show us grace. But for the proud, one that got his chest all sticked out, yeah, I know I'm somebody. Yeah, I did that. That's right. I did that. And you ain't did nothing. But we can't do nothing without God. You can say, oh, yes, I can. No, you can't even breathe. If God would snap the air right now. Not a living soul would be able to breathe. But he is so merciful. That he did not snap the air. We still breathe in. Breathe in. Breathe out. Amen. That's God's air. Thank God for his air. Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. God gave himself for you, He gave himself for me. Isn't that so sweet? That's a good God. That's that's a God that's willing to give His all for us. And for someone that's willing to give His life for us He really cares. So we know we have a God that cares about us because He was willing to give His life for us. Hallelujah. Paul said, I live by the faith of the Son of God, this is how I live. By faith, by the faith, this is how I live. This is how you're going to live. It's by your faith of the Son of God, which is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ was down in this earth. That's who he was proclaimed, Jesus Christ. God wrapped Himself in. An earthen vessel came down through the canal of Mary and had Jesus, his son, born. But it was through his spirit that she she conceived. So, I would say she shall have a son, and his name shall be called Jesus. And he shall save his people from their sins. So this, we live. You are in this flesh, the body. But the way that you're going to live, L-I-V-E, is by the faith. And remembering that he loves you. Isaiah sixty six and two. For all those things hath my hand made, and all those things have been said the Lord. That's one second pause. And it says, said the Lord. But to this man will I look. Even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word And mean, you have a heart that recognizes God's word you don't take God's word lightly something that's trembling is scared it's like when you see somebody's trembling and shaking it's like they saw a ghost they scared that means I, 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 I reverence your word. I, I I totally give you honor. With uh, I don't play around with that. Trembling, recognize that God's word is powerful. God he's gonna look at you even when you're poor. And your heart is jacked up. Your spirit is jacked up. And you will sit there. And still give God glory. Still give God glory. You trembling at his word. You are recognizing his word. Lord I'm recognizing your words. Everything that you're saying. About me. I'm recognizing your word. I'm not taking your word lightly. This means so much to me. James 5.16 Confess your faults one to another. Tell somebody what's going on. And pray for one another after you have told them what's going on. Then it's time for y'all to get together and pray. That's the second step. That ye may be healed okay so, so that you need to conf- you need to tell somebody about what you're going through somebody that's going to pray with you or you can sit and pray for each other y'all having situations y'all both got faults going on situations popping off here and there things are going wrong things are all jacked up you can sit here and say oh brother you know I did this and that, and I messed up, and, I mean, I I, I I failed right here, I was trying to do this and this ended up turning that way and that turned that way and this didn't go that way and that went backwards, then they might say, yeah, I know, uh, just the other day, I wasn't feeling too right and, and, and I, I dropped this and blah, blah, blah happened and I didn't mean that, for, you know, to go uh, upside down, but things just turned all around like that, you know, you know, whatever it may be, the conversation that, that y'all confessing, you say, and then after you get to confessing, telling each other all about your faults, now it's time to pray for one another. Brother, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Sister, in the name of Jesus, be healed. I know that this this is, uh, took you over, but, you know, then you'll pray for one another. You on know, that ye may be healed. See, May. May is a condition that ye may. May. I may go to the store. It's a decision. Then you have to have a decision to be healed. It means it it might happen to you. You might be healed from this prayer. For the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. You got to be righteous when you're going to pray for others. God wants you to be righteous so that you can be healed. Isaiah 66, 1 and 2 Thus said the Lord, The heaven is my throne. And the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? God wants to come and dwell with you. He wants to come into your heart. He's telling me the heaven is his throne. That's what God's throne is, if y'all didn't know. Oh yeah, and he said, thus said the Lord. And where in the earth is where he put his foot. Wow. But God wants to know where's the house that ye builded unto me. Your heart is that house. And where's the place of my rest? God wants to be there with you. Jeremiah 18, 1 through 23. Psalms 51, 1 through 19. Yeah. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. When Nathan the prophet came unto him after he had gone into Bathsheba, he said, Starting at one, have mercy upon me. This should be our cry when we are. We have had faults. We have probably did some things that we shouldn't have got into. But this is a contrite heart. God is looking for. David said, have mercy upon me, O God. Because he knew that God was merciful. According to thy loving kindness. See, that's the mercy right there, that loving Kindness. God is loving and He is kind. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. He can feel. Tender is He can feel. When you are tender, somebody hits your hand and your hand is really tender. You're going to really, really feel that. It really gets to the bottom of the bone. Tender. That means Extra soft. God is soft with mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Hallelujah. David said, blot out my transgressions. I would like to give a definition of contrite. Contrite is a feeling or expressing remorse or penitence. Affected by guilt. It is a uh, repentant. A contrite heart is a repentant heart. A heart that is sorry before God. A heart that is full of regret. It didn't mean it. It's sorry. I'm, I'm full of regret. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Lord. Sorry, Lord. A feeling. Of, of sorrow and remorse for a sin or a shortcoming hallelujah that was with a contrite heart so David David was um feeling contrite he was very sorry for what he had done he was asking God to wash him said, wash me wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse and cleanse me from my sin three for I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me he admitted. He confessed. Then he said four Because he really wanted to get right with God. He really wanted to show. His remorse to God. And four, Against thee. The only. Have I sinned. And done this evil. In thy sight. He knew. That thou mightest be justified. When thou speakest. And be clear when thou judgest. Five. Behold I was shaping in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold thou desirest truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden part. Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Seven. Let's go back to six. So God wants us to know wisdom. And wisdom is a part of us getting over what seems to be impossible. So. Yeah. He wanted wisdom from God. And he knew what God desired. God desired truth. Seven. He said purge me with hyssop. Hyssop is. A herb. Soap. It's like a soap cleanser. I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Eight, make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Nine, hide thy face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not. 10, 11. Cast me not from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. 12. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. 13. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. 14. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou. God of my salvation. And my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. 15. O Lord, open thou my lips. And my mouth shall show forth thy praise. 16. For thou desirest not sacrifice. Else would I give it. In those days they did sacrifice. Bulls and. The rams and certain things. That uh, they gave. gave, um, They burnt. For God. But God didn't desire this. He wanted a contrite heart, a heart that was sorry and was willing to change, a repentant heart, a heart that regretted and was sorry for what it had uh, went out there and did that was against God's will and purpose. So God, he was telling God, have mercy on me, have mercy on me, have mercy. On me. And it said, Deliver me from blood guiltiness. He murdered somebody. He had blood. He was guilty of murdering. Guilty. Oh God. He, was, he wanted God to wipe this away. Thou God of my salvation. You, you're the only one that can do this. And my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Once God forgives you, then you can praise God. Say, 15. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. The Lord, you accost me once again, once you restore me. Then I shall be able to lift up praises to you. 16. Thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. See, there it is. Burnt offering. God didn't want burnt offering. God's delight was in a contrite spirit. That's what God was looking for. David, repentance and turning away from what he had did. 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, thou will not despise. God ain't gonna hate you for that. 18. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. 19. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness. Righteousness is doing good in the face of evil. With burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon that altar thine altar. Amen. Offer thine heart upon the altar. That's what God wants. He wants your heart. So offer it to Him. Just like you're trying to give your heart to a man or a woman. Just give it to God. And heart is your expression. The sincerity of who you really are, what you mean, what you really mean, is heart. Pour it out. Shh. Before the, before him, let him know how much you love him. Let him know how much you care. Let him know this is Lord. This is what I want. I need healing. David needed healing. So that's why he came before God and poured himself out. Because he was hurt and he was uh, regretful for what he had done. And he wanted God to come again and restore unto him. That was what's lost. And he said that he would give the sacrifices of righteousness. But God, got to do something for me. I need you to do something for me in order for me to give you this. Because I know you're not going to desire no burnt offering. So I I want to give you my heart. And that's what he did. Amen. Matthew 5, 3 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So I would like to read the Beatitudes, which is Matthew, the fifth chapter. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Matthew, the fifth chapter. So we're going to go to Matthew, the fifth chapter, and we're going to start at one. We're going to read down and uh, the 13. It said, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain. Talk about Jesus. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor, three. And spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed for are they that mourn. may be mourning out there tonight. For they shall be comforted. God wants to comfort your heart. Five. Blessed are the meek. Which is gentle. For they shall inherit the earth. Six. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after, what? Righteousness. Hmm. For they shall be filled. Seven. Blessed are the merciful. There it is. For they shall obtain mercy. Eight. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. When God purifies your heart, you will see him. So don't worry. Let God fix that heart so that one day you'll be able to stand and see God. Nine. Blessed are the peacemakers. You come in peace. You got to come in peace. Or they shall be called the children of God. Don't you want to be called the child of God? Then you have to be a person that brings peace. That is the only way. 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Because when you stand, when you are doing good in the face of evil, you shall be blessed, the Lord is saying. I know it's hard to do good in the face of evil but when you're doing good in the face of evil you're going to make it when you're a child of God you're, and you're standing for what is holy what is good you're going to make it But theirs is the kingdom of heaven I got something for you the 11 blessed are ye when men shall revile you Do you wrong. Do you evil. Talk nasty to you. Say all kind of arrogant things. Don't like you. And persecute you. And shall say all manner. There go of evil against you. Falsely. For my sake. Rejoice 12. And be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward. In heaven. Where? For great is your reward. In heaven? Where? In heaven. But so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. 13. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth their they are good for nothing to be cast down, but to be trodden under the foot of men. Amen. Those are guys saying, you're going to be blessed, so don't worry. You may be going through a morning right now, but joy is coming in the morning. Hallelujah. And weeping may endure for a night. Or you may be going through, let's say, this afflictions. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. Who's going to deliver you? The Lord. Remember that. Who's going to deliver me? The Lord. Remember that. Who's going to deliver you? The Lord. Gonna deliver me out of them all. So look for your deliverance because it's coming. God is going to do it. But you gotta believe. Okay? Amen. And I would like to read Exodus 15 and 26. And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, constantly, constantly hearken means to obey, hearken means to listen, hearken means to pay attention to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, um, and will give ear. To his commandments that means listen when you give ear you're listening and keep all his statutes that means his laws I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians for I am the Lord that healeth thee remember I am the Lord that healeth thee So when you get your healing, remember God did it. When you get your deliverance, remember who did it. Give him the glory. Give him the praise. Because he is worthy of that. So, you know, we want to talk about healing. God said, I am the one that healeth. God is the one that healeth. E-T-H. God sends healing in different ways. Did you know that? But he heals. Sometimes it's the doctor. But somebody says, doctor can't. God uses the hand of the doctor and does surgery or gives direction to stop the issue. God, God's love Heals. Remembering what he done and when he died for us. Giving a word for our soul. I sent my word and healed them. Psalms 107 and 20. You know, changing one's self-destructive behavior can be difficult. And may include major stages that one passes through on the way to recovery. The state is founded. So these are some words that I uh, I looked up that I would like to expound upon. Okay, the first word is pre-contemplation. And pre-contemplation is... Not yet acknowledging that there is a problem. But not ready to change. The next word is contemplation. The state of being thought about or planned. And the next word is action. Action is energy. Power. What a person is doing. And the energy is the ability to do work. And power in the Greek is potential or ability. And I like to look up the word, uh, expound on the word preparation. It's planning, getting ready for an event. Preparation is planning, getting ready for an event. And the word maintenance. Maintenance is protection, safeguard, safe keep. And the word termination in Greek is to end, finish, expire. Do not self-destruct. Let me read that again. Do not self-destruct. Do not murder. You can't take your own life. Which God says is murder. Our behavior is important to God. His children should always behave themselves in a godly manner. People need help. And what is the best help? Father God, hallelujah. He uses people to help others. Hallelujah. Through his spirit, Father God, he causes. So he can help. And sometimes his divine love steps in. When we need him. He has mercy, grace, and compassion on us. Isn't that great? Lord sends a healing. He sends healing. Sends a healing from your word. Sometimes we have to say, Lord, send a healing from your word. Maybe through the mouth of another. Or your holy scriptures. There is healing through oils, which I am testimony there is. I had a terrible pain in my leg. One spot, it hurt it so bad, it felt like somebody took a knife and jabbed me through my leg. I could not move. I could not walk. I cried, Lord! And God told me what to do. I limped all the way to go get what I had to get. He told me to go look in the drawer, and my daughter had some lavender oil. A little bottle of lavender oil. I took, he told me to take the lavender oil and dash it on that spot. And as I did that, that pain left me instantly. My God. And God gives directions. When you cry to him, something is gonna begin to happen. Because he will answer your prayer. And if you say, Lord, I need help, he will answer your prayer. So God, he answered my prayer. And if I ever get a pain like that, which I had got pain in my arm, it was I believe it was my nerve. And I kept wondering why why was this acting like that? Maybe because I was using my arm frequent. I was lifting up my granddaughter a lot. And I think I put a nerve in my arm. And um, I kept off. totally forgot about what God told me last time to do. But he instantly reminded me that lavender works. Brought it back to my attention. I had some lavender lotion. So, put the lavender lotion on. It kind of calmed it down a little bit. But then, I went and put the lavender oil on. And today, I don't feel as much pain or a prickety feeling that I felt at first. It calmed down maybe 10 times more than what it was. But once you begin to use something, you have to constantly use it. Don't stop using it till you get the full results. Lord said I'm the God that healeth thee So sometimes some things have to be constantly applied for healing Amen. but I thank God I'm better now I move my arm better don't hurt as much as it did at first I was trying other things but sometimes God's natural remedies work I just wanted to share that with you that little small testimony God is good Something about God's healing. When God heals he, heals, he heals. He heals through a word He may send to you, maybe a personal word. He just, He may send to you. But then God, even through His Holy Scriptures. So then, also, there's other methods of healing, even through uh, herbs and things of that sort. So there's healing things that we can eat and drink that have just as good an effect on our bodies as other things would. A touch from God. A hug even has healing effects. You may not want to go hug that sister. But you go hug that sister, that sister say, Oh, I felt so much better when you came over here and hugged me. I felt so much love. And sometimes I say you do. You feel so much love. You feel so much better. That you feel like. First you might have felt like in despair. But now you don't. Because. The love of God is shed abroad. In our hearts. By the Holy Ghost. And. When that love. Hits on you. Then healing properties. Start, start coming in. Hallelujah. God is good. God is a healer. Even through touch. Healing effects. Healing in the name of Jesus. So receive God's healing. In the name of Jesus. You got to receive it. Take it. And then thank him. Thank you Jesus for healing me. The Bible says. Oh give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. And his mercy. And do it forever. Psalms one oh seven. God bless and I hope. There's something tonight. That was good for you. And that it may have helped you. To get along this way. Knowing that you have somebody in your corner. Who loves you. and, And wants to be there for you. So let him. In Jesus name. Have a wonderful night. Keep looking up because there's nothing down. And turn that into a smile. Bye! And I hope to see you in another episode of Lord's Will. In Jesus' name, have a wonderful night. Bye. God bless. Keep looking up.